Welcome back to Dynamic Discussions ATL with Elena and Melina. We are so excited to get back on with you guys today. Today we have our very first guest, Mary Beth Burns, and we are so excited to share her journey with all of you. Yeah, we're really talking about new. Everybody loves to talk about the new year and how they make goals and what they do differently. So we've got a number of great questions. First question, though, that I'm going to ask you, Mary Beth, right off the bat, do you listen oh, to our podcast? Do I? Yes, I listen to your podcast. Okay. Then you can stay on with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, about, the, uh, about giving grace, right? I, I listen to that. Yeah, I've listened. Oh, good. We really like you, Mary Beth. And I just, everybody's going to like you too. Aw, well, I like you guys to too. Oh, thank goodness this works out. You're just like one of our favorite human beings. But the reason being we chose Mary Beth for this episode is that Mary Beth has left our job for something <laughs> else she wanted to pursue. And that's a scary thing for some people. So we're going to kind of talk about lots of different things and lots of new you kind of stuff. If you need to make any changes, maybe this is the episode of the podcast that you need to listen to. So let's get started. Mary Beth, what do you do now? Now, you know what? Start them off wow. with a background. Yeah, oh, you should do like a background. Like, what you did before. What I did before. Okay. Like professionally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, for the past tw 12 years, I had a career in public education and I started off my career as a teacher. I worked, um, North and South of Atlanta in some different schools, um, in Fulton County. And I worked with, um, Atlanta public schools for one year. I taught first grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Absolutely loved it. Um, time of my life, just awesome. Um, and then after my sixth year, I was asked to serve as like um, a data coach. So I coached teachers on how to use data in their classroom. And I did that for two, with two different schools. Um, one of the schools I used to teach at, so that was so fun. But I only did that for a few months because then they asked me to do that same type of thing, but at the district level. So I helped principals and APs and coaches on how to use data to do, like to plan for their school or to teach and um, teacher, teachers, things like that. So I did that for a few years. And then um, I was asked to go and work in the schools. That's kind of, that's considered a promotion in uh, that the, the county. So I, they wanted me basically to use what I had learned and really help a school. So I was an assistant principal for three years with you girls. Um, and yeah, so I did that for three years. And when was my last day? So I had a baby in April. And after I had the baby, I never came back as an assistant principal. We came back in general. Just because, yeah, we had huh? the whole quarantine thing. So you got to leave and then it was, no one came back, but I mean, I, I feel like you kind of liked that with that one. It was so weird, though, the way that I left because, like, I thought I would have a chance to, like, say bye to everybody, you know? And yeah. I didn't because, you know, we went into 
quarantine or whatever and i had my son on april 21st and that just took me to the end of my contract um i did kind of get to say bye a little bit like because i got i told i don't know if y'all remember this day but i told the whole staff um at a staff meeting um back in february um i wanted to make wanted to make sure that i told the staff as soon as i could um and that was as soon as that i could and so I shared that, but then we never really got to like say bye. And I'm not alone in that. I mean, there's other people that left, you know, our school and other schools that it was just like, it's over. So that was kind of weird, but um, yeah. So since, uh, since I left, I have started two new career like trajectories, I guess. And yeah, so that's some background about me professionally. All right, so now tell us what you do. Okay, so um, two jobs, like I said. Um, I have one job that I'm a real estate agent. I work for Berkshire Hathaway, um, and that is so fun. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And when I was, because I kind of knew at the beginning of the last school year, like over the summer, I was like, this is it. Like, this is. I got to move on and I didn't really know what that looked like and I'd always thought about being a real estate agent but I kind of like blew it off a little bit like I was like maybe that's just something that that is like a hobby for me that I like enjoy homes and I like I think negotiating is fun and I was like maybe that's just like a hobby but um, I came home one day from work and I was talking to my husband I had a really hard day that day and I was like I just I just think I need to do something else. And I was like, what do you think about if I became a real estate agent? And he was, my husband's awesome. He was so supportive and he was like, absolutely. He's like, you can do whatever you want to do. He's like, I'm, I will support you whatever you want to do. I was like, okay. Like, I feel a little weird about it. Like, I don't know. And so we went out to eat pre COVID pre COVID went out to eat and, um, <laughs> We were sitting at like a in a Mexican restaurant and we were at a booth and at the booth next to us these girls were talking like really really loud and we could hear their conversation and about how um, they were realtors and how much they loved being realtors and I got like chills everywhere I was like we were just talking about that like 10 minutes ago like this is a sign this is a sign and then I kept having signs like that like I would drive to work and I saw um, like a first sale sign um, on the way to work and the realtor's name was Mary Beth. So I was like, that's weird. Like, cause no one, I never mean anyone with my name. Um, and yeah, so I do that and it's really fun. It's like really entrepreneurial, which I love. And um, yeah, so that's one thing that I do. And then my other job um, is that I am a recruiter for travel nurses, which is so fun. Um, so basically I work for this agency, um, we're called Atlas med staff. It's like such a great company and we, it's our job to go and find nurses who want to travel around and like do different, like short-term contracts. So, um, like I was talking to somebody today who he wants to go to Washington DC to work in the ICU there. He feels like a real calling to do that, help out with the pandemic. So it was my job, well, to find him. I met him on social media and then um, found him a job and he's going to go work there. So that is like so much fun. And I kind of stumbled upon that. Like 
I, with the real estate thing, like I said, it's really entrepreneurial. So, um, it takes a, a while to like get it going. So I was like, well, I, I want to do like something else where I can contribute financially to my family. Um, and so a friend of mine actually, who I taught with my very first year teaching in Fulton County, um, she works there. And I remembered, I saw her, like she posted something about it. And so I asked her, I was like, Hey, um, I just wanted to talk to you. Do you think I'm qualified to be like a recruiter? Like I was just going to ask her in general. And she was like, Mary Beth, I'm calling my VP right now. And so she called him and I got the job in like a couple weeks. And it is like, when I tell you I am obsessed with my job, like I feel like I'm playing a game when I'm at work. Like I have the Sunday scaries are not a thing for me. I absolutely, Sometimes I work on the weekend because I want to, because it's fun. Um, and it's just, I feel like a lot of the things that I did as an AP kind of trans transfer over. Um, I don't know if y'all knew, did y'all know that I would like do a lot of the staffing? Like I would interview people and stuff. So yeah. I got, yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I interviewed you, Elena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you oh my goodness. I'm like, do I remember? Are you kidding me? Oh my yes. gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, so I get huh. to do that now all the time. I interview people and um, I feel like I put nurses right up there, teachers as like angels sent down from heaven. And so I want to help them. And it's just really fulfilling and it's really fun. And um, I feel like I just babbled on forever about my job and I'm so like passionate about it. I could talk about it forever. It's good to give the people some background. So like, okay. Yeah. Fears that anybody would have. Fears you had mm -hmm. jumping from one career to the next. Because it doesn't matter what career you are. If you want to make a change, you got to do it. But some things that went through your mind before doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So, like, it's no joke. Like, it is you're, jump, you're jumping. And I decided to jump in a pandemic. Like, I told y'all I was leaving Summit Hill. And less than a month later, COVID hit. Right. And I was like, right. am I an idiot? Like, am I an idiot? I just gave up so much stability. I'm nine months pregnant. And I just walked away from a career that y'all heard. I mean, I worked really hard for 12 years and um, it's scary. And so it's normal to feel scared. Um, if you don't feel scared, if you're trying to make a career change, I don't think you're putting enough thought into it because it's really scary. Or maybe and the it. things that what? <laughs> if, if if you're not scared, maybe it's because you suck at it. <laughs> you're like, okay, I'm not good at this. I better go. <laughs> Wrap it up. Let's go. Yeah, no. So... <laughs> but I think, you know, uh, some of the big things that played through my mind was I had to let go of the fact that that job as an assistant principal was once my dream job. Like, I worked so hard for that. Um, I went back to, I got a degree for that. Um, you know, I was really proud of myself when I first got that job because I was like the youngest or one of the youngest APs in Fulton. And I just was so proud of that. And I had to let go of just because it was once my dream job doesn't mean that it still is. And that's okay. You know, like just, I, you know, I had to be Love okay that. with kind of like closing that chapter and being like, okay, like it served a purpose and that purpose is 
it's done. And so now I need to find something else. So that was a big conversation I had to have with myself. And I think that's, there's a little bit of ego there probably of like, you know, I, what, what have I been working towards then? If I'm just gonna throw it away, which that's terms I had to change too. I didn't throw anything away. I, I will never lose those 12 years that I had. And now I have something that I like also. So that was a big mindset shift. And I think if anyone's considering changing careers, like you have to let that go just because you work so hard for it. Doesn't mean anything, you know, like leave that at the door. The other thing that I had um, was all of y'all like, cause y'all could see it in my face. I think for a long time, I would get questions like, are you coming back? Are you coming back? And um, please oh, don't I ask leave you all the time. And those types of things. <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember you vividly asking me and I had to just flat out tell you, like, I think I just, I may have skirted around it. I used to say like, <laughs> whenever I leave, I'll tell you or something like that. Cause I was like, oh, I feel so bad, like lying, you know? But I also knew that like there was a process. <laughs> liar, liar, blah, blah, blah. But that was a big part of it was I felt like this guilt. I was like, oh my God, like they don't want me to leave. But of you have not. You're amazing. Ah, thanks. Y'all are amazing too. But I just had to kind of say, okay, like I need to put that to the side because at the end of the day, anybody can leave, right? So like if you're don't mm -hmm. stay at a job for someone else, that person could leave. They could win the lottery, they could move, they could whatever. So I had to kind of put that to the side too. Um and then there's the financial thing, you know, like I worked hard to get up to that level. Um, and not that APs are making bank, they are not, but they're making, they're making more than I'm making right now. Um, but for me, I look at these, both of these jobs, um, like are commission based. And so I'm like, okay, like I'll, I'll take a little, I'll take a dip now, but then in the end, like I'll end up ahead. So, but you had to financially plan for that. Like I, you know, some people are in situations where they can just like get fed up with their job and like walk away right then. But I spent basically that entire year acting like we had nothing. And I put, we put everything away. And so that I could take this time. So I feel like those things are like the biggest kind of fears, but it's all about your mindset and like trusting in what you want like like i said before life is too short for those sunday scaries that's not a thing like that should not be a thing sunday should be just as good as friday and <laughs> yeah i'm happy to say that i'm there now but i wasn't there i wasn't there um probably even in my best favorite years of teaching i still on sunday i was like oh like do i have my stuff together like ah and just freaking out and I just knew that if I wanted to set a good example for my kid, like I can't be like that on a Sunday. Um, yeah. So just really being confident in like what you want and like shifting the mindset of those fears. Like that take, at least for me, that took a while. I worked on it all year as a pregnant lady. <laughs> Way to go. Commend you. Well, okay. So yeah. now we're going to take a little turn. Elena, yeah, Elena has brought these really cool questions and it's kind of just 
we're gonna ask you some questions and it's just about general like la the last year yeah so it's not so much just about your job or the transition but just kind of 2020 overall right switching from yeah. 2020 to 2021 and you know because everybody has to switch from 20 to 2021 yeah. some of us with a new colon awesome. Wow, she had to do I know. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, are we all answering these? I or just have me? a little bit shorter intestines than everybody else now. That's it. That's it. Oh, I cut a little bit out. Looks good. You guys saw. Huh. It's cute. Not my intestines, but you know, my Buddha belly. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You're going to feel so much better. I hope so. That's the idea, right? She had to take her little dip also, and now she's going to be feeling so much better all the time. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to have the Sunday scaries, though. For like four to six weeks. No. I, I'm taking wow. four to six weeks. Doctor said I can't go to work. Sorry. Lucky duck. Okay. So besides your husband, who did you rely on the most? When I was making my career transition? No, just from 2020 or, to 20. Yeah. Yeah, anytime, anything. Oh, in 2020? Because 2020 was a weird year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, my family, like my mom and I are so close. And she knows how I am, which is, like, first of all, 2020 has rocked everyone, right? Everybody's had their own, like, story to tell. Mine has been pretty challenging. Um, and then on top of that, like, I am so health anxiety, like hypochondriac, like I'm the type of person if I like have the slightest twinge, I'm like, oh my God, pulmonary embolism, I have to go to the ER. Like that's how I am. So yeah. this has really rocked my world. Um, You're a watch so WebMD. <laughs> Sorry, Valine, I don't want you to hurt. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, my mom has helped me with that a lot. Um because having that and changing a job and all the other things that happened this year, um, I leaned on her a lot because she kind of knows how to like walk me through that. Um, my brother and I are best friends, um, so I call him all the time. He helps me a lot. But yeah, I think just keeping my little tribe close of my family and I keep a pretty like small circle of friends, but that are like really close to me. So. Um, yeah, I think I just kind of, I think we all just kind of lean on each other this year, you know, to get through mm -hmm. things, but. And quality of relationships, certainly over quantity. Yeah. Like, no matter what, I think that's what 2020 really has come down to is like, okay, how can I deepen these relationships with the people that I really, truly care about? And then the other ones kind of just, like the people that didn't really matter in your life kind of dwindled off because everyone was, you know, in their own little world. And it's like, hey, you know what? I really didn't need to talk to you every day like you know because they say what you become like what is it the three people you're around the most or something so like why not make those people the best three right yeah yep. all right next question what's one thing that felt very important to you at the beginning of the year that became significantly less important by the end of the year whoa this is besides deep. us so deep. Yeah, that's how we get here on dynamic discussions. <laughs> um, I guess 
like this is a broad answer, but I think about the beginning of the year, and I've thought about this a lot, like not to tie it back to work, but work's a big part of your life. But like stuff that I worried about in January and February, like as far as work goes, if somebody's going to be mad at me, if I have to like have a confrontational conversation, which was basically the whole job, like that would fester. Like I would just get so nervous about it. Um, having to call somebody or have to send an email. Ugh, it used to just like stress me out so bad. But um, now um, I actually got really good advice from the president of our company the other day. And I was like, oh my God, I wish I had known this. He said, it sounds very simple. But he said, just eat the frog. And I was like, eat the frog. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, if you have a frog sitting in front of you and you know you're going to have to eat it, the longer you stare at it, the more gross it's going to look. So just do it. Just eat the frog. Just do it. I was like, that, like, game changer. I wish I had done that. Um, and I've been practicing that lately. And... That. What? I said, that's such a game changer. I'm naming this episode that. Just eat the frog. Eat the frog. Right? Yeah. Like, if you have that yeah. like, email in your inbox that you're like, God, like, I don't want to write back. This person is so rude. Or when I would walk in, like, I would literally open my door, like, to my office so slow. And I, you could see my phone right from the door. And if I saw that flashing orange light, there was a voicemail. I was like, no, because I knew. I knew what it was. Somebody's going to be yelling at me because something happened on the bus, right? When I'm not even on the bus, I don't even know what happened. So I, like, like I, and so sometimes I would just put it off. I would go down to a coworker's, you know, office or whatever, and I'd be like, I don't want to call. And what, what time I wasted stressing? I should have just ripped it off, ripped the end oh, off, yeah. eat, eat the frog. So that's probably what what's different. I love that. Hey, Elaine, how about you? What do you care less about? What do I care less about? Yeah. Mm. Probably, and this might sound really crazy, especially to people close to me, but really like what other people, like how other people view me. Mm. Like I really, I used to, I would like put on a really good friend of like, I don't really care what people think when really deep down I'm like, oh my gosh, I really just want to please every single person in my life. And really this year has been like, no, everyone's just out trying to be better versions of themselves. And the amount of people that have like, just totally rad, like rallied behind me for a rant, like going to donate blood, the amount of people that went to donate blood because I shared it like on my Instagram story was insane. Whereas before I'd have been like, Oh God, I can't share that. Like, no, no, no. That, what will people think? Blah, blah, blah. When really it's like, Oh my gosh, it's so freeing to just actually be like, who cares? I, like, as long as I'm good and I know what I'm sharing is good, that's really all that matters. Not like, obviously, you know, You're I care about you, but, but everyone is. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how much we influence kids every day. Like you influence your dog to eat their dog food. Like it's literally like everyone is an influencer. So that word kind of, kind of gets me. You yeah. can't tell. Hashtag influencer. How about you? Money money yeah like at the beginning of 2020 you know and you're just like money everything's about money you know and, mm -hmm. you, and you worry and you worry and worry and then all of a sudden everybody starts getting sick you know people are getting sick and it's like at the end of the day can't you know um if you're gonna spend it you're gonna spend it 
If you're not, you're not. And um, um, if you want something, you're going to pay for it. Get over it. Like, you know, stop complaining. Everybody complains about bills. Oh, God, I got to pay my mortgage. Okay, you got to pay your mortgage. Do you want a house? Shut up and pay for it. <laughs> you're living in a house. You want your car? You're complaining that you're making your car payment? Like, this is mm-hmm. what we work for. And at the end of the day, you know, hopefully, I've learned that if as long as I have my kids and as long as I have my husband, we're happy and we're healthy, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. If I lost my house, I, I would lose my house. I, that doesn't mean I lose my family, you know, and you just, you pick up your stuff and you hold your head high and you move in with your mom and dad. So I love it. Money. Money is just not, it's not a thing anymore. And sometimes Marcus, and if you are listening, Marcus, you get all worked up about where the money's going. And I'm, I lately I've been like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Just calm down. Calm down. You're going to figure it out. <laughs> Focus on what's really important because money isn't it. Mm. That's what I think. Agreed. Wow. Well, that goes perfectly with my next question. My next question is, what will you tell your children or grandchildren about 2020 in 10 words or less? You are stronger than you think you are. Oh, good job. That's eight. Wow. Uh, she did it. Melina. Pick something else to talk about. <laughs> That's what I'd say. <laughs> New topic. I would say stay close to those you love. Six words. Because I think what's Unless really. you're social distancing from them, then don't. No. Well, okay. Close. Okay. Sure. So like. I don't know. I think it's so cool how much people have really relied on Zoom and FaceTime. And it's like, oh, we can still get together. And I remember at the beginning, like in April, I would just Zoom, you know, game nights with friends. And it was like, wow, you guys, is this what our life's going to be? This is so nice. No one has to worry about getting an Uber, having a driver. You're already home. Whenever you're ready, you just hang up and you don't have any mess to clean except for what you got out. You didn't, you probably didn't serve appetizers and like do this whole thing. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, is this going to be what it turns into? (laughs) I kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie. And whenever it was like, hurry, let's get back to school. Like, yeah, I want to be face to face because I like Uh being around kids. But at the same time, I was like, I really like being around my own kids a lot more personally. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I think the remote working, um, like you said, like it has some challenges, but there's definitely some benefits. Like I worked today on the floor yeah. while my eight month old crawled around next to me. Like that was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good takeaway. I love you it. You didn't have to miss any moments. Yeah. Quality time. It's important. That's my love language. Mine too. Hmm. What's your love language? I'm words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Oh I need people God. that tell me I'm great. You're so wonderful, Mary We love you so much. You're incredible. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> you y'all just the easiest. Y'all just great. Man. What? Quality time is <laughs> the easiest. My husband is that because you just have to just be there. Like, that's I, it. The only time so I don't want quality time is when somebody comes in to observe me. Like, I don't want your quality time. Go away. 
Oh my God, I don't miss that at all. Let me just tell you, <laughs> being on the other side of that, oh my God. Like opening the door and you know you've ruined someone's day. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah. And all of a sudden, <laughs> when, when you know they know that you're saying things that you ne- normally would not say to your kids, like, all right, everybody, we are going to all stand up at the same time. And remember, today's lesson is it's so dumb. And you're like, okay, they know that you are just saying that so that you can say that. Stupid. Mary Beth, do you yeah, think that so that would like be, the- do you think that would be your number one thing that you couldn't wait to say good riddance to of 2020? Observations? Observing us? Oh. <laughs> No, I just always felt so bad. I actually liked it. Like, if I knew that the other person wasn't so stressed, like people are breaking out in hives and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. But if if like if I shout out, all were good with it. I loved it. Oh, Olivia, hey girl. Um, like if I knew that y'all were good with it, then I loved it because it was really fun. Like y'all are awesome, and it was cool to see like different ideas and the funny things kids would say and like see y'all be creative and I loved that and it always like whenever I left a lesson um that was like really strong like I was in the best mood every day so like I always said Mm -hmm. to y'all always like make sure you make time for what makes you what you love most about your job and I love teaching so I could tell a difference in my like overall attitude if I got to an observation that day versus if I didn't, um, I just, but on the flip side, yeah, I don't miss opening the door and then someone obviously changing what they were doing. And you're like, no, like, stop. Like I can tell you're changing it. Just don't do that. And then you just sit there. Oh yeah. No, I don't miss that. I discipline. (laughs) I actually really like most of the times it's funny. Like little kids or like some of the stuff that they do is like, so cute and like funny sometimes this <laughs> don't get me wrong but um no i think the thing that i don't miss the most is just the confrontation Bus. like i hate confrontation yeah. right with like supervisors um people outside the building people inside the building like that tension um some people are great at it some people love confrontation i do not so that's probably what i don't miss the most but i do miss observing you too oh my gosh we're the best i know it and your feedback is always meaningful too Mm -hmm. so that Uh made it you know not scary that's because that's your love language you're just good at it because you want it oh my gosh i actually i left a note that you wrote on my board for like ever the kids would be like can we just put unlock over a little bit i'm like no 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 we have to keep that there but it was so love it all right we're going to move on before we cry. All right. Oh. Ah, quickly. <laughs> what, <laughs> what lesson from the last year do you hope you never forget? Not like teaching lesson that you saw. <laughs> Just from the, uh, the entire <laughs> lesson year. you learned. <laughs> the lesson that I learned probably the one that I'm still learning, which is like start before you're ready. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was not a hundred percent ready to leave education. 
Um, so, but I just was like, I gotta do, I gotta do it. Like you got it. I had to start farm ready and, um, I don't regret that for a single second. And, um, I think that's always going to come up, right? Like not just professionally, but like personally, whatever. Um, but I hope that I always do that because I think that's what holds a lot of people back. Like, I cannot tell you how many people complain to me about their job. I probably hear from somebody complaining to me about their job at least once a week. And some of these people have been complaining for years, like years. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, are, are you? No one in this, gonna, uh, no one in this conversation, you, right? No one in this. I wasn't thinking of anyone in this conversation, no. But if there is someone in this conversation or not, anyone listening. Like, if you're not happy, like, there's a million reasons not to do something. Like, your happiness is right. worth something, Preach. and that should be it. So, like, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of times people will be like, ah, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm looking for something else. I'm like, okay. And then I'll check in, like, how's it going? And they're, they've talked themselves out of it. And I think that all comes no. from, oh, like, being scared. But, like, you don't realize you're being scared. Like, sometimes I've heard sometimes people will say, yeah, the application was so long. I'm like, what? Like, you are in a job you hate. That You're a warrior. You can do that, but you can't fill out an application. That doesn't make any sense. So I think recognizing, like, those excuses that you use to talk yourself out of going for a job or whatever that makes you happy is really just you being scared. So you're never going to be 100% ready. It's always going to be scary just start that that would be what i would take away how about you lena that well i was gonna say one of my favorite things i saw the other day was like life is too short for you to be miserable for five days to just have two days of happiness in exchange for that mm -hmm. and i definitely i think we talked about in our first episode if you're not happy i'm the first person to be like yeah go do something else like i talked will into quitting his job this year in the middle of the summer because he like, I mean, he loved the people that he worked with, but overall it was like, you're constantly worried about this or that. Like, just leave. We can make this work. Like I'll just keep, like, I'll keep teaching and I'm stable enough to where you're going to wait until you find the perfect job. Like we're not going to settle for the first thing that comes, but you need to be so excited to work. Like, you know, Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Big things. Mm -hmm. I would say I have two takeaways from this year. Number one, shout out John Mayer. Say what you need to say. Oh. And because you never know. Tomorrow's coming. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to see that person for a long time. And also, um, is your health worth your happiness? Like, is your happiness... You need to realize that your happiness is directly connected to your health. Mm -hmm. Is it worth not being happy and not being healthy? Because mental health is a thing, but your body also suffers. Mm -hmm. And a complete reason why I just went through the surgery that it's I had to go through was because, um, was because I was stressed out too much and I would have flare-ups and flare-ups, and flare-up, and flare-up, to the point where that sweet little colon just wasn't a very good one anymore. <laughs> that sweet little colon that sweet wasn't little... so sweet anymore. No, no, no. Full stress. I mean, and so now here I am, 
basically on bed rest, hanging out with you, doing this podcast. But I mean, and I'm in pain and I had to stay in the hospital for seven days. They, they kept like purposefully not telling me when my discharge day would be. And they'd be like, "Mm, another day, another day, another day. And I thought I was going to die because right now with COVID, no one can come see you. So you're alone. Mm -hmm. You are alone in a room. Mm -hmm. That is literally smaller than my master bedroom. And the bed is extremely uncomfortable. That was my number one reason for trying to get out with that bed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My back on fire. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Yep. We're going to lighten it up. What's the best thing you watched last year? Best thing that I watched? Um, Oh, Shit's Creek. Oh, sorry. I need to watch that. I've only watched a few episodes and I need to get in there. What? It's just such a good name. um, It's such a good name. But Julie, shout out Julie Summit Hill. She is the one who told me about it. And I am addicted. It's just, it's on right now, probably in the other room. Like it's just always on. It just makes me feel very comfortable and happy. I love a good background show, especially because I took The Office on Netflix. I'm so upset. So this How is like sad. my little replacement for that. So sad. Unless it's on Peacock it. now, whatever Peacock is. Dumb. Now you just have to have like 95 different monthly subscriptions to watch anything you ever watched before. Yeah. Best thing I you know. watched. Oh my. I don't even know what Disney movies came out. Ew. Oh my gosh, I didn't even watch the one I was most excited about. What? The one and only <laughs> Ivan. <gasps> that was Oh good. my gosh. And I didn't, I still haven't watched it because I read it last year with my class and it was like, you know, our story. And then our whole plan was I was going to go and meet them at the movie theater to see it. Like, hey, I'm going on this day at this time. Meet me there. Obviously not as a field trip because they wouldn't be in my class anymore and we can't. Um, and even when it came out on Disney plus, I was like, I can't do it because I just feel like I should be watching it with my class, which I know is so crazy, but I was really looking forward to that. And then I wasn't anymore. (laughs) What did I watch? Hmm. I watched those haunting, like Bly Manors. What? Did you see the haunting movies on, on Netflix? I liked those. They were just like these series. Mm -mm. I'm not into scary stuff. But these were like mysteries and like just kept me going. I like this now. I can't even do mysteries. Will always teases me. You can't watch anything with substance. Like, because I just want to be laughing. I want to like, I feel like there's so much serious stuff always around me that it's like, no, I just want to enjoy. If I'm finally going to sit still and to like watch something, I want it to lighten my mood and not make my heart race, make me scared to go open my shower curtain or, you know, be be scared of someone popping out of a bush. I'm just not here for it. I mean, they weren't believable <laughs> ghost stories to the point where I was like, oh, no, somebody's really going to take me down to the bottom of the lake. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. You haven't watched them. Um, but I just thought they were good. Like, they kept me hooked. They kept me hooked. Mm. That and all the deer in my backyard. I was hooked on those this year. 
We were 12 wow. this morning counting them. All right. What didn't change for you at all the past year? One thing that didn't change. God, everything in my life freaking blew up. Um, what didn't change? Messy bun, messy bun, messy bun. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. The bun is here. I don't have anybody hating on me for wearing it and no Karens coming at me. Um, like I didn't lose any, like, sorry, Elena. I didn't lose any, like, um, core friends. Like I said, I keep like a really tight circle of friends and, um, they've been, I've been friends with them forever and those relationships are still there, even though it's, I haven't seen them. They haven't met my child, most of them, but, um, yeah, it's, that's, that's always that's a great. constant for me. That's a good answer. I love that. Elena? I'm the bun. I would say, this might be crazy, but celebrations. Like, so my birthday is March 20th, which is pretty early on into COVID. And like my mom still, we went to Smoke Jack in downtown Alpharetta. And she got to go food for like their house. Will and I, my sister, my brother, like everyone's family had, we all had the same meal, like the same meal kit. And then we were on Zoom. So we still celebrated my birthday, like all of us still eating the same food. Obviously the way we did it was a little different. Um, and then also like, I don't know. I just feel like celebrations were still very much so a thing this past year that that didn't stop. And I got married. So that was a celebration. Um, and like, how cool was it to see people cheering out their windows and like major cities just cheering for healthcare workers? Like, I think that the celebrations that We're still happened are, I don't know, one of my favorite things that didn't change the way we did them changed, but overall we were still celebrating. Melina, what didn't change? My weight. She did it. She did it. I still eat exactly one. the same that I've always eaten. I still exercise the same amount that I've always exercised. I am the exact same weight that I always am. Except for right now, if there's a little air in my stomach. But See, that's the part of, like, new year, new you that kind of throws me off. Because everyone, like, I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm going to wake up at five and work out every day. And yeah. I'm going to eat like this and do this. That it's like new year, new you kind of gets a bad rap, but really it's just like new year, better yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, make one small change you, when you're setting goals and doing something for the new you, you need to do something really small so you can obtain that goal and then do something small again so you can obtain it. And like, you need to get the feeling of accomplishment before mm -hmm. you're just like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. That's great. Start with saying, I'm going to lose five pounds, 10 times. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot easier than I'm going to lose 50 pounds. 10 different times this year, I'm going to lose five pounds. And there you go. All right. Last one. Big. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You had to do it, huh? Um, what is your highest hope for 2021? Highest hope? Mm hmm I have very low expectations now. Like, I just want to be employed. I don't think it's bad. To be generally happy and healthy. Like, that's it. I don't need anything else. Um, so 
So as long Love as we have that, we're fine. So that's what I would hope for. <laughs> See, that's like the good thing. 2020, I feel like, has made us just really take it back to the absolute basics of things that we, like, want and need. Like, you just want to be happy, it's, live in your life, you gotta healthy, look of at- course. 2020 not as the year of crappy stuff happening but as the year of appreciation 100 percent. you learned something oh we just got to see a baby <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god we we just got a sneak peek yes got we did get the baby bowl wow love it um well we are yeah. so happy that you were our number one guest Listen, wow. if, you, if you are looking for a new home, Mary Beth Burns, she's got you. And right. Mary Beth, you do like um a vlog, don't you? Like on yes, YouTube? I do. I do have a YouTube channel. I will say since starting my travel nursing, I've kind of not really posted because I just do this recruiting thing like all the time. Um, but mm-hmm. I do. It's called Classrooms to Closings. Um, I have some videos up there. I'd like to eventually maybe do some of what we were talking about, like shifting it from real estate, you know, specific videos to like more content about making a career change. But I don't feel like I can, even though I spoke to it a little bit today, I do not claim to be an expert. I just claim like what works best for me. But, um, you know, maybe later down the line when I do have kind of more to say, I'd like to maybe create some of those videos. Um, But yeah. But I am so honored that you guys asked me to be on here. So, so sweet. Of course. So hey, where can they follow you on Instagram? Oh, my God. Where can they check so, you out? Where can yeah. they check me yeah. out? advertising you. Um, yep. You can follow me on Instagram at, I'm looking up right now because I just changed it. It's um, MBM Burns on Instagram. Um, and actually I've have like a little group of like three or four people that found me on a hashtag, which I don't, I still don't understand all that, but, um, that they are thinking about making a shift in their career and they wanted, they're like, do you just have time to talk? So we have like a little group message going. So if you are ever feeling like, you know, you're stuck, I'm happy to like to help anybody who wants to talk or, wants to talk through some options or just how you're feeling um because i've done it now i'm really passionate about other people doing it and if they're not happy in their jobs if you're happy in your job celebrate that stay there do it love it that's awesome but um anybody who's listening if you know you want if you're considering it i'm more than happy to talk to you completely confidentially if we know any mutual people yeah, I thought you you were always so good and professional about that. I will say, if if Thanks. I didn't want you to say something, you never did that. You were not a backstabby friend. Truth. Even when there are some girls, not gonna name who, that were really sucky. You oh. help you help me handle oh, those that? sucky. That just made me think of Elf when he puts that when he's working in the mailroom and he puts that thing up to his cheek and he's like, "Ooh, very sucky." Yep, these girls were sucky. <laughs> these were a bunch of cottonhead and Indian muggin. How much stronger you are now that's right? right so remember you can also follow us on our instagram at dynamic discussions atl we hope to see you guys soon and we hope that you enjoyed our very first interview again thank you so much mary beth 
for being a part of our show today. You All right, are and we will welcome. See you guys. Um, episode eight, it will drop on Monday. This one's a special one. Bye, friends. Bye.